Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. Let's dive right into part two of my conversation with Tanya Ingesether and all about leading up and moving into a leadership position. I hope you enjoy this part as much as you enjoyed part one. Let's get in there and listen to all of the great information that we talked about in part two. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Becoming more comfortable and confident in the giftings I have as a more introverted, empathic, relational leader because of the work that God's doing in me, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And being able to really anticipate that human impact, I mean, that is an invaluable trait for a leader to have. You know, not a lot of people have that. So, or I'm sure, okay, I say not a lot of people. Some people don't have that. And so, you know, there are some that probably do, and they can really think through what that impact is going to be. And one thing I do in our educators, we backward plan. So we think about what is our end goal? What is the impact going to be? And then we work backward to figure out a plan to get us there. So it's, it's excellent if you can do that, especially if you're, like you said, able to read the room real quickly and figure out you know, what that impact is going to be to those that are present and in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Sorry, I'm backing up to what, what would you tell someone that's thinking about leadership? I would tell them to also assess their communication skills. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Because communication will make or break you as a leader. Honestly, yes. emotional um, intelligence and communication. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's lack of communication that will be the biggest impact if yes. you're not communicating. But then again, if you're in communicate, if you're communicating incorrectly or, you know, something that's, that's not good either. So, yeah, it is amazing the degree to which it it, it can make you or break you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so when you were moving into your leadership role and you were, you were telling us about all of the things, um, I I guess like, as you moved in, you probably, you said your confidence is growing now. So I did it scared for a long time. (laughs) 
Right. And so that's the thing. You just said it, do it scared. It doesn't matter because if God is calling you to do something, like you're not always going to have the most confidence going into something. And you are never going to grow if you're completely confident and you're not scared about something. Because if you're not scared and you're completely confident, then you're going to be stagnant because there's nowhere for you to go because you probably are already confident enough in that one and you know what's what's happening. So God's going to continue to push you into those roles that really push your thinking and push all of the things. And so, so I tell my ladies, you know, try on some things, you know, go out and like volunteer, do some leadership roles as a volunteer, or, you know, find some things in your church, lead some groups in your church and see how it feels to be the person who is facilitating and leading other people. Right. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I've, I would say, and now having, you know, in my current role, I get to lead leaders, right. Mm -hmm. And so you you get to witness and i would say the most growth in my leadership as is true in life has the most growth comes from quote failures or mistakes so like you said you have to always be willing to see yourself as a learner show yourself grace also be willing to ask for grace you know from your team or whoever but if you if you think you're walking in like Know it at all, and you don't want to. You think that you'll show weakness if you admit to not knowing something, or yes, admit to making a mistake. It's so the opposite because the biggest, honestly, the biggest mistakes I've seen in leaders, especially inexperienced ones, is when they they're struggling, but they they feel that they have to pretend like they're not or pretend they have the answer when they don't instead of accepting help or being transparent about hey guys like oh I dropped the ball on this one I'm really sorry like people will be so much more receptive to your humanness than they are to you being disingenuous or trying to pretend that you know something when you don't it's the biggest mistake is to just you know, there's a degree to which you fake it till you make it in that you're walking scared and you're doing things that are scary sometimes. But if you just fake it and don't ever seek help or take the help that's offered or yes. admit your failures, you aren't going to grow and it won't be helpful in building respect and trust with your team. Yes. And just having your team be part of that, yeah. you always want to lean on your team and you know, seek advice from them, but you also like, I am a big proponent of always having a mentor somehow or some way in, in a lot of things. And it's not just in your work life. If you, I mean, have a, someone that you can talk to about biblical things. Um, I have someone that I work with and we talk about all things Bible all the time. And like, you know, how, how that impacts our, our work and what we do there. And, you know, when God is pushing us to do things outside of work as well. So, you know, that's my mentor there kind of mentor, kind of buddy. And it doesn't always have to be someone who is just so much more seasoned than you. You can bounce ideas off of, of anybody that you're close to in that capacity. So find someone at work, find someone in your, your walk with God, find someone in well, my women are midlife women. And so find somebody 
who's a midlife woman and their children are leaving and, or have already left. And especially if you're feeling kind of that grief of them leaving and then trying to find yourself and reinvent yourself or (laughs) redefine yourself, find somebody who can like walk with you through that. For sure. Yeah. Especially if you are new to leadership and like you said, you're scared. If nothing else, talk through things, get some confidence, let them help you with confidence and doing it scared. I'm all about doing it scared. It is, it's hard sometimes to do it scared, but if you have people who can support you, your team, your mentor, all of those people, then it makes it a whole lot easier. Right. Well, and I think too, it's important to have that more objective experience set of eyes to help because sometimes both when you are a leader especially kind of newer but anytime in I still experience it and also as a leader I've had to coach people through this is sometimes you'll encounter difficult conversations difficult situations Mm -hmm. difficult feedback sometimes from people as a leader and you'll have team members that do and sometimes there's an initial there's there can be an emotional response or a your perspective is going to be potentially clouded by how you're feeling inside about that feedback or whatever else so it's important to sometimes stop and give yourself space to not respond right away or and take it to another like you said, a mentor or a colleague who you can run the the scenario by and say, you know, this is how I'm feeling about it. And they might be able to say, you know, and I've had to do this, like, you know, I hear you saying that this is how you're experiencing this and this is how you're interpreting it. But I wonder, are you perhaps having that perception based on where you are emotionally with it? Is mm-hmm. it possible that the person intended this, but you're perceiving it this way? because of whatever, right? So that wasn't very descriptive because I didn't give a specific example, but no, but I've got one from today. So (laughs) the exact (laughs) same thing. Um, We had this thing happen this morning and in my mind, it wasn't like I'd forgotten about it like an hour later because I had other things, but my boss this afternoon circled back around and she's like, okay, so here's how I feel about this. And her perception of things was completely different than mine. Mm -hmm. And so she texted me and the way I took the text, it kind of hurt my feelings because Mm -hmm. I'm like, here I am. I'm like taking care of all of the things while you're at a meeting. And I'm like trying to do all of these things. Right. And I feel like you're chastising me. And I know that's not how she meant it. She was stressed at that moment because she'd been in a meeting all day mm-hmm. and she was, I guess it was intense stuff. And so perception is like, it's a big thing and not everybody perceives a situation exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. And my perception again, wasn't near as I mean, it was completely different from hers, but then my perception of her response to that was completely different than what she probably meant it. And, you know, Monday, I'm going to go in and talk to her and and say, okay, so here's how I felt about that. But you also have to have a great relationship, not Mm -hmm. only with the people who you are leading, but the people who are leading you, because you've got to be able to have these tough conversations 
either way up or down, because again, that perception can really cause some issues. For sure. And I always think about, I heard this recently that, you know, both from a biblical standpoint, and I think it applies to these situations that is we're called to tell the truth, right? We're called to spread the Mm -hmm. truth, but there's a way in which to to tell the truth with love and grace. Yes. So to even, even in how you deliver those messages to one, like you said, to, to stop and think about, you know, this is how I took it, but I, I bet that she didn't intend it that way. Right. To be able to have that awareness enough, even while I think it's important to be for her own self-awareness for you to share that with her, like go and say like, you know, I'm not sure if you intended this this way, but this is how I interpreted blah. What could have been a challenging exchange because it has to do with, you know, feelings being hurt or being upset by something. I've seen it where that actually is relationship building because Mm -hmm. exactly you've been willing to be truthful with that person, but with grace, but help them to see how they're being perceived, which they may not have at all intended or been aware of. So then that contributes to their growth and their learning because you've now shared, essentially you've helped them see that, Hey, by, by delivering a message this way, this is what you could be putting out into the world, you know? Right. But that's the thing, knowing your people that you work with either who are leading you or whom you are leading and how they're going to perceive things. And me knowing her as well as I do, I know that she did not intend it the way I took it. Right. And that's one, that's why it's sending a text or sending an email, like it loses a lot. lot. And people take things the wrong way just because the words are so factual. And so like, there's no emotion with it, but you put emotion with it. And sometimes your emotion is not the one that was intended. Definitely. So, right. It totally, you perceive it from where you're coming from, from an emotional standpoint versus where the person was who delivered it. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. That's, that's an important kernel of uh, knowledge or forewarning for anyone thinking about leadership. Like, be mindful of that when you're doing any kind of electronic communication. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that you, any last words of wisdom or advice that you want to give my ladies um, who are wanting to move into leadership? Well, I would just say, like I said before, pray about it. If you feel God leading you, God is probably leading in you. And if you are doing it from a place of service, like give it a go, right? I mean, absolutely. Because the best leaders are going to be the ones that are approaching it from the why, you know, that are, that are doing it from a place of purpose and passion and calling. They're going to be the best leaders. While there's so many challenges that go with leadership, like so, so many challenges, that's why I believe that that that's how you should approach leadership or that's why you should do it because it's not an easy thing. There are so many blessings that come from it. Like you truly have the capacity to influence lives and build relationship. And the the best part about being a leader from my perspective is you get the opportunity to help another 
human being be seen and heard and feel valued. And I feel like that's the best thing. That's the best thing you can do as a leader. Like that's your best tool in your tool belt is whatever you can do to help someone else feel seen, heard and valued. That's that will bring loyalty. Yes. In your yeah. team. And I feel like you know when it's time to move yes. into leadership. Yes. So I, you know, I had taught for several years and I I had no desire to be a principal at any point until the very last part of my classroom experience. And God, like he started to plant that seed. Mm-hmm. And the way I knew that is I for lack of better way of say this, I started critiquing things that yeah. other leaders were doing. And I'm like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have done this this way. Or what if we'd have done this this way? And you really start to think more like a leader. Yeah. And so that's when I knew that maybe being a principal might be in my future. And so I really started thinking about it. And then I had one more year in the classroom and then God's like, yes, now it's time. So he, he, he definitely, he will show you when it's time. Right. Well, and sometimes you won't think you're ready for it to be time oftentimes, but when you say that, I recall similar things where it's kind of like, like you kind of can't help, but like you've got some wisdom to share. Like you yes. just know that it should go this way and you cannot help yourself from. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know. And it's not that you think that you're, for me, it was my principal. It's not that I even thought at all. My principal was doing a bad job. Oh. I did not think that in any way. I just was like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this. You know, I have those, you know, or I was started to think like she did. And like, I started to have that vision like she did. And so I, that's when I was really started to really think about moving into a leadership role. And when it was time, it was time. And when God moves you quickly, he does when it's time, you know it. And I mean, he, he worked things out way better than I would have ever expected. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think a sign too is when you're when you're thinking it on a more global perspective. You know, uh-huh. there just are some people that aren't their box, their work, you know, the come mm-hmm. do your work, go home, and that's as far as they think, and that's as far as they want to think. I think too, when you have leadership in you, there is a natural tendency to begin to think more globally, where you mm-hmm. you understand sort of that frontline aspect of the work as well as the organizational the business around the work right. too the structure yeah the structure yeah yeah absolutely yeah if you're ready to move into a leadership role definitely try it on for size first because once you are in a role it's it's not for the faint of heart by any means you no. definitely have to be you have to be a strong leader, definitely. And that doesn't mean that you can't be more quiet or reserved no. in your leadership. That's not what I mean at all. No, You just have to be strong at heart because people are going to come to you for answers, but people are going to come to you with complaints and they're yeah. going to come to you and blame you and they're going to come to you, but they're also going to come to you and say, you know, thank you. I, I love this. Right. Thank you for what you do and that kind of stuff. And so those are the moments that 
make all the rest of it worth it when you get to those celebrations. And I can't remember we were talking about the celebrations before or during the um, the interview, but when you get to the point where you can celebrate together and celebrate right. those wins, that is, that's a great feeling. Definitely. For sure. So Tanya, tell us how we can connect with you. I don't want to let you get away from here without my listeners knowing how they can find you. Yeah, great. Well, a couple of places you could listen to me on my podcast, the Grace Filled Leader podcast. It's on Apple, iTunes, and all pretty much all platforms that okay. podcasts. And you can go to gracefilledleader.com to find me there. You can find the podcast, my coaching services, a little bit about who I am and my history. So yeah, gracefilledleader.com. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, I appreciate very much you being on today. This was, it's different than what I've actually had on previously. So out of all of my episodes, this is the first time I've talked about leadership like this. And I think it's a, it's a good, um, something different for my women to hear. So thank you so much for bringing your perspective. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hopefully I gave them little kernels of something to take away. Oh, I think you did. You gave me some little kernels of stuff (laughs) and I've been in leadership for a little while too. So excellent, (laughs) excellent job. All right. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again. All right. Take care. You too. 